online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Brand on Radio 2, that was Graham Coxon, Don't Be a Stranger. I'm here with Matt Morgan. All right, Matt? Yes, I'm all right. <laughs> As always. That's a nice way to start a show, with a it's friendly like, greeting. You do it every ten minutes. Hold on, this is a custom in our culture, just to go, all right, how are you? That's how people behave. No, I don't ask you, I never go. You all right, Russ? No, you don't, actually. But you're not very friendly, are you? You've don't got a bit really of a reputation care. for being curmudgeonly. Um, it's going to be a shut up! It's going to be a hell of a show, you know. Guess what's going on? We're going to talk to Noel Fielding later. You'll like that, won't you? Really? Cause I'm yeah, I'm going to give him a ring. He's doing that thing at the Albert Hall uh, on Wednesday for Teenage Cancer Trust. Raise money. Hey, I don't get paid or anything. Just do it out of what you might call kindness. Doing a lot of that these days. A lot of kindness. Last night we was at an auction to raise money for Focus 12, drug addict charity, weren't we, Matt? Yep. Did you like it? Nope. Right? Well, it's alright. <laughs> what was wrong with it? I kept thinking I was going to have to pay money for things. You were always on edge that you were going to have to pay money. I paid money. It was expensive to be at that table. I bought table. a raffle ticket. Well, how much were they? Ten pounds. It's quite expensive for a raffle ticket, I bought ticket, two, in fact. Yeah, two? Yeah. I won the raffle, didn't I? Yes. I won a car last night, like a smart car. Oh no, now I've advertised it. They're over, oh rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they're probably right. I'll give it away, didn't I? Out yes. of kindness. Another bit of altruism. Just sounds like... Only I'm two just... minutes into the show and you brought that up. <laughs> what, how long did you think I'd get? I didn't think you'd say it. <laughs> really? It's very crass and vulgar. <laughs> well, I'm a crass vulgar man. I'm from Essex. What do you want? For you, and who did you give it to? Uh, I'll give it to Nicola, our makeup lady. Uh, she... <laughs> Is that... It caused some dissent in your ranks of followers. The followers are not happy about the favouritism. <laughs> no, She's got a car. Well, I've been in the cult for two weeks. <laughs> She's only been here for a week. <laughs> no, come on, the cult You'll are very happy. you have to get happy. them all in a car now. Mm? A okay. little row of smart cars, have a car park in the front <laughs> garden. Your smiling face on all the little roofs of the cars. That'd be quite nice to have a fleet of those, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, hold on, there's lots of things to worry about, not just the cult, that's going quite well, that auction, right, but there's an auction, one of the items on the auction was holiday to the Maldives, right, I never bid for it, uh, right, while that was going on, like, the, a woman come up to me, right, when that lot was announced, and the next lot, I also, that auctioneer, I did my head in a bit, did he, you? Yeah. It was a bit, oh, it's an auction. It was a proper, well, it wasn't from Sotheby's, it was from the other one. Yeah, Christie's or Bonhams. Bonhams. Yeah, he, I didn't, I don't mean, that have care for like the that. manner of an auction. But, yeah, but you've got, kept money coming. Yeah, he was good, actually, wasn't he? Let's not Imagine you have others. Why, it'd have been good, wouldn't it? You wouldn't, you'd have well, injured yourself with the hammer. <laughs> I'd have been like MC Hammer. I'd have done a jig, I'd have done a dance with it, I'd have made it a puppet, I'd have anthropomorphised that stick and made it ever so happy. He was just very confident, wasn't he? Yeah, he was ever so upbeat, he kept undermining me. So, um, what was the thing I wanted to tell you about? Oh yeah, so like when the Maldives thing happened, right, the whole Maldives thing, it's like the punk Bonkers, era. Yeah. <laughs> um, like when that, that Maldives holiday came, this woman come up behind me and goes, uh, if you buy it, I'll go with you. And I thought, that's a sexy thing to say to someone, isn't it? Well, it depends what they look like. Hideous hag. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what's good? If you buy it, I'll ruin it by coming with you. <laughs> My holiday to the Maldives was marred <laughs> by the presence of a crone. <laughs> every, every time I tried to relax, a cronish presence loomed over me. Now, I was talking about this with G, resident poet laureate of our show, and uh, what's good about a moment like that is, like, because we're so influenced by sort of film culture and the cliches of uh, modern media, right? It's are good. We? We, yeah, we are. Come on, I'm about you to are. demonstrate it. No, yeah. I ain't punk. <laughs> Make my day. We like it when our lives 
appear to be cinematic. Like, say, like, a moment. Now, that's the sort of thing you can imagine happening in a film. In fact, it probably has happened in a film. If you, if you win that holiday, if you buy that yeah, holiday, so it will I'll come with you. If you'd have gone, okay, then... And what? then mind the holiday and gone with her. That's a film. Yeah. But the fact you just went, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, and then just talked about it. I won't mind a cuddle in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, no, I know. I'm not saying that it's the whole, it's a synopsis for a whole movie. I'm just saying it that. It fired your imagination. It fired me imagination in a cinematic way. And if this was a proper radio show, which it is, we'd go now. What moments in your life have seemed cinematic, right? That's the sort of you thing they do on a radio show. You an item. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crowbarring in an item. It's about cinematic moments. When have you had a cinematic moment, Matt? Never, if I expect. If you'd have told me this before you went on air, I'd have thought of one, prepared one. Well, no, that's not how things work. This. Hold on, let's see if I thought I had any other cinematic Whenever moments. Whenever you have classical music on, me and G were talking about this, actually. Would you feel like, like a cold serial music. killer? No, you just feel like you're in a film. Do you? Yeah. I feel like a serial killer. That's yeah. a bit worrying. I feel like it? an evil genius. Do you? I like yeah. to feel like that. Sometimes I conduct myself in the fashion of an evil genius. You, you are know. one. Yeah, that's true. Right then. Now, what else have we got to worry about? So, right. So, yeah. You feel that was. So, yes. Yeah, so if you've got any cinematic moments, oh no, this is a pre-record. There's no point. They can't. It will be, <laughs> we'll be gone. <laughs> so, yeah. If you think of a cinematic moment, why don't you mail it to last week when we might have cared? <laughs> Wee! <laughs> it's all pre-recorded. We've gone a by now. Moment from Back to the Future. Oh yeah, it was. Oh my God, the flux capacitor, Marty. That's something I think. Chigawatts. I think about the flux capacitor a lot. That's one thing that's got in my head. Actually, yeah. It's really, I think about it a lot. What did it do, and how did it work? It doesn't make sense. What's the DeLorean? Were they? They were actually an Irish race car. I think it was a bankrupt venture. I think like the sort of Irish government made these sports cars. You wandering in a dangerous territory again? Yep. No, but I think it was. I think the DeLorean was a like a sort of government-funded Irish sports car thing. DeLorean sounds so. Yes, it does. DeLorean. That's when you say it like that. See, we've solved that riddle. So Noel Fielding will be doing a phone call later. Noel Gallagher will be doing a phone call later. Wasn't it funny when Steven Seagal turned up here last week? How odd was that? Really odd. He'd come in here like a great big cupboard with a ponytail. Enormous man, wasn't he? Mm. Also, apparently, he's a reincarnated llama, like a sort of an Eastern priest. Did I don't you know like that? Llama. Exactly. Not one of Michael Jackson's pets type llamas, like a sort of a spiritually insightful man. Mm. What about that? He was interesting. He had a glow, didn't he? He never fully justified why all these records have got the word arse in the title. Did you look at his hair? Would you? Yeah, I did. Why? What are you going to say about it? Well, I think it's fake hair. You don't think it's weird. real hair? No, I think it's a um, hair transplant hair. Do you? God, that's bad to Didn't say. Didn't bring that, that up at the time, did you, mate? Oh dear, oh dear. the size of his hands. I know, he could crush your little peanut head. Don't matter how many karate <laughs> lessons you go to, you start saying things about Steven Seagal's barnet. I don't, I didn't He'll say that. Here. I was trying to lead you in saying in. it. Yeah, no, I've what seen did you, you think about it? it? You said something when I said his hair. You, I liked it. <laughs> I, remember, I remember looking down at his head and thinking, I like that. Lustrous. <laughs> a fine mane, I remember thinking. No, it just sort of looked like it was, I don't know, it didn't look normal. Yeah, it might often. be he just like sprays it with something, I don't know. Perhaps he does, but he's a very spiritual man, so I can't imagine why I bother. I mean, if you think, like, oh, life's only transient, the material world's an illusion. Oh, Christ, my hair looks awful. But Get some spray. I read on Wikipedia. That mm. he uh, he claimed he said when I was websites are available when I was in Japan I um, had run-ins with the yakuza which are the triads are they and then his wife said no he didn't he shouted out the window at some drunks once <laughs> she knew the incident get a 
a job, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're in a gang war! Really? Yeah. But he exaggerates. I've said two bad things about Steven Seagal now, haven't I? You have, mate. Yeah, if he ever sees you again, he'll probably elbow you, but he might not recognise you, so he'll probably do it to me. Oh. I'll probably have to soak up the violence. Well, that's happened to me enough times. When have you ever? Drink thrown over me by a girl. Oh, because yeah. of you. <laughs> that was because of both of us, to be fair. Mainly you. <laughs> okay. Now, last week, you can't fail to remember that we dealt with the touchy subject of prostate cancer. Prostate cancer? Pro I, can, I get confused between prostate and prostrate. And prostate. <laughs> well, there is a connection between prostate and prostitutes, if you handle the situation correctly. Hi, guys. Just recovered from listening to your podcast, says Paul Bennett, Director of Fundraising and Communications at the Prostate Cancer Research Centre. Really enjoyed the bit about our booklet. What a responsible and brilliant broadcaster you are. Really helping the issue of prostate cancer and raising awareness. That's what he said. We're not even looking at the paper anymore. What? You're not even looking at me, you're not looking at a bit of paper. <laughs> Listen, because you've covered it with drawings, that's no, why. I do look at my drawings. It's all covered with doodles of eyeballs with legs and things. <laughs> <laughs> this is the classical music, drawing eyeballs with legs, planning your next so strike. So what's he saying that we're... Saying that when we Read had... that in a sarcastic voice, and then you'll, I think <clears throat> it'll make sense. Okay, let's try a try, because last week we handled the sensitive subject of prostate cancer, like, um, saying things like... Go Terribly. On, stick your finger up your bum, have a little look around up there, even if you're not worried about prostate cancer, <laughs> even if you're just worried that grandstand ain't on anymore. Just stuff something up there. Hi guys, just recovered from listening to the podcast. Really enjoyed the bit about our booklet. <laughs> Thanks very much. You've really helped people. Oh no, I've got a tumour. There. <laughs> Happy now? No, because I think if you handle things in a light-hearted way, then uh, people might, you know, have a little look. Well, I suppose we can talk about it and people are thinking about it now. That's it. We've raised a little bit of the old awareness. So we've got to ring Noel Gallagher. He's in Moscow or something. Stop listing phone calls you got to do. Let's play a song. Alright, we will play a song. But hold on, there's something else as well I want to talk about. After this song, we've got to talk about this important thing. These religious text messages I keep getting. Oh, going, God. oh, it's religious. Send this on to people. It's a threat. What? Uh, right, well, okay, I'll tell you about it after the buscocks. Buzzcocks, I don't know what to do with my life. It's that two songs in a row with that stupid voice. I like that voice. I don't know, but I don't think about this. <laughs> Make I yourself a cigarette, and... I'll feel a bit anxious. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange way to live your life, isn't it, really? So, yeah, the DeLorean was made in Northern Ireland, and uh, it was manufactured by some people who make cars, and uh, it was used in Back to the Future. The flux capacitor was a device used to uh, bend time by the dock in those films. Cars. Ridiculous place to leave that line around. For God's sake, put it on the sideboard. Now, I don't know if you've seen the sun today. Why did you have a problem with my mime? Because I was just miming to someone to get me the sun, you started kicking because out Because you, you were like miming for the actual sun. And yeah. you do have some wild demands. Yeah. <laughs> I want get the, me sun. the sun and the moon. <laughs> I want all the heavenly bodies around me. Fetch Mercury. You can't go, get me the sun. Or you should have gone, sounds like. Or No, No, hold on. I showed the mirror, like a copy oh, of the right. mirror. So that had already introduced the idea of a tabloid newspaper. The mirror. Huh? Who's this 
goon. He look exactly <laughs> like me, and he do what I do. Uh, I, so I showed the mirror, and then I sort of mimed the sun, because I thought that that uh, would what be... What was your mime for the sun again? Uh, like, I'm um, getting good right, yeah. Right, well, what you do is you put your hands as if you're defending yourself from a blazing sun. Ah, that the mighty like sun! That like mime for pain. And then I did a circle, like a smiling sun face. And as for Mr. Spoon and his antics on Bat and Moon, did we ever get the bottom of why he was even going there? What was he Didn't thinking? Didn't he live there and he used to go somewhere else? We've gone to Button Moon, we've followed Mr. What was that? He was looking through something on a telescope and he that was a button. Other moons and they were buttons. They were other moons. But the buttons were too big for his... He was exactly. He was a spoon. He was Mr. Spoon, spoon, but he only had spoons for hands. Well, and his face wasn't a spoon. Wasn't no, his face, his face a spoon? was like a, um, a, I don't know, a decanter. It's, it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a funnel. I don't know exactly what made that guy tick, but I'm not sure that we can trust Well, he's off the telly now, so don't worry. I'm glad his tenure, his reign of terror has been brought to an end. Stop picking your nose, you started again. I didn't again. pick my nose, I was scratching it. I don't know You're why. Scratching the inside, honestly. There's <laughs> mucus on it, dried, delicious <laughs> stuff. Once you pop it in your gob, it really lightens your mood. Right, now here's this thing in the sun. 10pm, fan met Russell. 10.25pm, they've had sex. Brand quickie after stage gig. Randy Russell Brand, that's my genu uh, general adjective prefix now. Well, oddball. Oddball, I get quite a lot as well. Yeah. Oddball, no, this one's Randy. Randy a Russell. Randy Oddball. <laughs> Randy Oddball. <laughs> Randy Balls. Sucking his thumb in a lift. <laughs> in dungarees. Randy Oddball. You Randy Oddball. You dress like a yokel. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Brand invited a fan backstage after a gig, and 25 minutes later, she ran out gleefully yelling that they'd had sex. The be blonde beauty <laughs> and a pal had called out to the outrageous comic at the end of his stand-up show, begging to see him in his theatre dressing room. Their wish was granted, and at 10pm, in bold letters, they were whisked round to meet the legendary swordsman. With applause still ringing at the hexagon in Reading, Burks, that's a place, Russell flirted with the girl, <laughs> I thought I meant, with the applause still ringing at, Reddit, at the hexagon ready, Burks, the show was <laughs> mediocre, <laughs> the show was bloody good actually, Russell flirted with the girls and posed for pictures, both of them went into the dressing room, one left again at once, but the other stayed inside, at 10.25 she came running out to boast she'd had a quickie with a star, a source revealed, when she left she skipped straight out screaming, I just slept with Russell Brand, I never had it off with her, I merely carried out a quick experiment to distract <laughs> myself but after a Why show is that news doesn't isn't that like de rigueur i know it's very odd and it also no mention again of my rigorous cat feeding habit that goes on far more frequently than any of this sort of stuff what um let's have a look at the picture well it's odd actually because it's got a picture from i remember this incident as a matter of fact and that that picture it's got her face pixelated out but they must have got that photograph off of her well, how? Because this... Well, was this taken on her phone? That's right. Her phone and her mate's phone, as I remember rightly, as I remember, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's an odd thing to put what, in... Then what took you 25 minutes? Well, to tell you the truth... Get I... all your belts off. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a hell of a lot of belts that day, Matthew. <laughs> your horse brasses are ridiculous these days. What do you mean, my horse brass belts? If you can't go out in public without 19 belts on, <laughs> it looks wrong. Does it? Don't yeah, you and all your own? costume jewellery you've started wearing. What do you mean? It's like a fancy dress. Little <laughs> skulls with diamonds for eyes. <laughs> I think it's they getting look worse. Nice. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, look at me now, though. Dressed what about normal? when you go to America? Well, yeah. Go through the... Metal detector. Yeah, it's a Been lot there of a long time, won't you? Yeah, God knows. It's a lot of aggro in America. I've had a silly childhood. I'm beginning to regret it all. You've read that one. Put it well, down. Hold on. They're saying, Kelsey, now what about, why am I getting these religious type of texts, yeah, right? Yeah, what is this? Have a listen to this. 
Right. Is this from a person, then you're making, giving oxygen to some stalker? Is, I don't know. If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it happy moments. Praise God, difficult, difficult moments. Seek God, quiet moments. Worship God, painful moments. Trust God every moment. Thank God. Pa pass this to seven people and you will receive a miracle tomorrow. Right? But it says <laughs> two, like, you know, the number two, Murrow. And if you're bringing news of a miracle, don't use text language it's to bring that about. It's a spam text. You're obviously... A baffled old Victorian. <laughs> what is this? Is this from God? God, thank you <laughs> for recognising me. Would you like me to kill my son, Job? <laughs> I'll sacrifice him on the mount, as long as you keep these lovely text messages a-coming, Lord. Yeah, right. that's like uh, chain letters when we were at school, remember? By yeah, post. they used to make a lot of fuss about them chain letters, didn't they? Yeah, Do you remember? Yeah, because I thought they had some... They made it worse by Go going... Ahead. Don't... Yeah. Don't... If you get one, give it to a teacher. Give it put to it in a bed. Get a bomb team round to dispose of it properly. Set fire to that chain letter <laughs> at once. That chain letter was probably written by Darth Vader <laughs> under the supervision of the Emperor, who we all know is much worse than Darth. <laughs> Darth was good once. Yeah, like they, the chain letter, just throw the thing in the what bin. It, yeah, it was like... It, What's it going to do? It's only a letter. They terrified me of them. I was, I was I terrified of them. If I ever them. read one by accident, I'll have to leave my family. <laughs> I'll just get your chopstick and dig out my eyes because I read a chain letter. <laughs> it's pretty stupid, wasn't it? I'm in the middle of a big chain letter. What was it ever going to do? What's these promises? And you know, you don't get luck from things like that. No. Graft. That's what's required. Pyramid schemes, they're a bit like. Yeah, it's all these That's the schemes. Yeah, and also... So have you been replying to these religious texts? I've sent you one. Hello, is this Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi-Wan, I've done your bidding. Could I please have my good fortune now? Perhaps some doubloons? Um, Who no. sent it to you? You must know. Yeah, this fella. He's a nice enough fella. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's his name? No, I don't want to say his name, because Casey might do a spell on me Why or something. Why don't you reply to him and go, what are you going on about? <laughs> what now? Just see what he says. What are you yeah. going on about? And then, and then read out what he says. I can't about. imagine that Jesus cares if you send seven text messages on. He's got a lot going on to worry about, isn't he? Just have a glance at the paper. Here is one. Let's see what's happened in the world lately. Right. Well, there's a free DVD in the mail. <laughs> That's going to be worrying the almighty. Of what? Marines taken hostage by Iran. Right. That's going to worry him more than seven text messages. That cricket coach fella. There's a little polar bear that's been born in a zoo. All things that must be prioritised above sending text messages out. Yeah, Matthew, I've got something very urgent to say. What about, do you remember when at school, like, the, the tampon company come in and all the girls got a special lecture and we had to, the lads had to go off to do something oh, else? Wasn't that your school? Well, someone was there. <laughs> if it wasn't you, I want an explanation. <laughs> a tampon company turn up and goes, oh, all the girls come in and have a special lecture about tampons. What do I get? At primary school? Nothing. Not primary school, senior oh, school. I was at an all-boys school, so that never happened. Oh, you didn't have to have a lecture about tampons. Uh, uh. As it turns out, with your, some of your problems, it might not have been a miss. Do you remember the, uh, those things at primary school, which were sweets, which dyed your plaque in, on your teeth? Pink. What, so that you could see how much plaque? Pla Why do you pronounce it well, like plaque? Is that how Tim Westwood's told you to pronounce it? Because <laughs> Tim Westwood once had a go at me for saying Tupac, he goes, you've got to say Tupac. And if you now say Tupac for your, <laughs> for your teeth. No, what? Plaque! It's not plaque, plaque. You're from Estuary, England. Doesn't matter, Plaque? Anyway. Oh, your plaque <laughs> is worse than your bite, my lady. Yeah, what, them sweets that turned your... Uh... Do you remember them? Yeah, I do, They were actually. a magical thing. 
Why did you like them? Because they turned all your plaque. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah, but then you look sort of like a sort of a gummy pirate in need. You of... might have done, mate. They never did anything to me. <laughs> Why? Because you had no plaque. No plaque. <laughs> Didn't show. You? you must have been cleaning your tarp really well. So what annoyed you so much about? Because you well, were jealous. Because thought... you were. But I can't. I go in there. Excuse me. I'd like to know what I might need a tampon at some stage <laughs> of my life. What do I have to insert it on a lady who's fallen over on a bus? I need to know the rudiments <laughs> for Christ's sakes. Well, I just felt excluded. Yeah, and I never really ever got over it special with that there's a special assembly for it you know mm. the people come in i think they had a slideshow what am i supposed to do for that hour you must have had a male equivalent in some what what can i stick up me nothing well now that's when prostate oh, cancer on. came along suddenly the worm has turned ladies right this is for all you guys out there Let's exclude them from it don't do it on the radio right let's have a secret club. guys we're having a secret club we're all meeting Trog square we're gonna stick our fingers up our bot pot <laughs> then we're just gonna run home giggling <laughs> we're not gonna wash our hands either and then we're gonna prepare salads <laughs> to the king. Um, hold on. We've got to get that ice cream van, Matt. This has gone on long enough. I told Mikey. Mikey's in charge of it. We've got this lad who works for us here at Radio 2. Mikey claims to be called, although everything he says could be a lie now, because he never does anything except use our radio show to pick up female listeners and use them as... Remember Victoria Churchill, the uh, Baroque dancer, or what was she? No, burlesque dancer. Baroque's a style of architecture. <laughs> Beautiful. She was wonderful sort of gargoyles. Static. <laughs> she scarcely moved, but by God, she was opulent. Um, right, he's been trying to get hold of her, hasn't he? Of course he has. Dirty little devil. Get us an ice cream van. Talk to the KLF. They used to have one. What's wrong with that boy? Right, okay, so we are going to get this ice cream van because we've been number one podcast for ages now. We've not done anything. Ricky Gervais will release a podcast. We'll be out of bloody window. Yeah, I know. We'll be over. Right, well, so let's what... do it this week. Why not? No, no, why not? Mikey, can you get us an ice cream van this We've week? We've had offers from people with my people... Uh, ice, cream ice cream vans. vans. People are saying that we'll lend you an ice cream van. Yeah. Imagine that, us. Can you drive it? Yeah. Brilliant. We'll go around in an ice cream van. We won't take Mikey, because he'll just no. be hanging out the window of it, hollering at birds, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> With a butterfly net, like an <laughs> asylum worker from the Beano. Okay, should we, uh, let's uh, listen to Sheena as a punk rocker by the Ramones and just think about what the hell we've done, shall we? <laughs> Sheena is a punk rocker. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan looking at his phone like a no, baffled octogenarian. <laughs> What's the matter? Have you just I'm got a religious text? Oh, I saw your little face. You're a little nervous. Oh, I've not put oh, it on well. silent. You framed your features like that. Oh, oh, crocky. Oh, Christ. Oh, dear, dear. Don't talk to me like that in your Frankenstein boots. Hold on a minute. You know, I just mentioned that bear when I was saying things that were more important than sending off religious text messages. Dear Russell and Matt, I hope you've heard about a critical issue in the animal kingdom. <laughs> like as if it's one kingdom. Like as if they've got a government, like like as if there's an ambassador who's a polar Oh, mate, what would that be like, though? Let's riff on it. <laughs> okay, let's riff, baby. <laughs> It'd probably be like Jungle Book or something. King of the Jungle is... Uh, he's a lion, ain't he? My God, how long did that take you? You was trying that? to imagine lions with different diseases the other day, and it was very wrong what some of the things <laughs> we said. Don't tell people that. Yeah, no, I won't now. All right, so, uh, but just if you have... <laughs> but just if you haven't, we would like to bring to your attention the situation of a baby polar bear, nut, or perhaps Canute, who lives in Berlin Zoo. Canute, like King Canute. Perhaps it's Canute. He was rejected as a cub by his mother. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in you. <laughs> I don't like the looks of you. You've come across a bit childish. He was rejected as a cub by his mother, but was rescued by the zookeepers who, and 
bought him up and he's hand-fed and pampered. Activists want him killed as they feel this violates animal protection laws. Hmm, that's interesting. They must have a good reason for that, what, wasn't because they? Because like, if the mum's rejected him, then nature's right, said... Yeah, they're with nature. All you the have way. to be a hardcore animal extremist. Yeah, you? you've got to really be committed to How think. you want to have him killed? Because I've seen a picture of him, he looks ever so nice. I but mean, in nature, other animals can raise others young. So can they? What, like when you see in Daily Mail some ducks following a cat around and, yeah. they, and they say things like, uh, quacky birthday or something like that? I don't think anyone else has seen that. <laughs> <laughs> things like that happen, and I've seen kittens in boots, it happens a lot. That's Athena posters. What about that man with the baby? I suppose that's an Athena poster <laughs> as well, is it? I suppose none of these things actually happened. Men hold babies, kittens get in boots, ducks follow cats. Kids aren't raised by boots, are they? <laughs> Grow up to be a shoe and then suddenly you look in a mirror and realise they're a cat. Hold on a cotton picking minute! <laughs> I've been off to work all day! The baby polar bear lives in this thing, yeah, activists want him killed. We think this is crazy as he's a nice bear. We are not alone <laughs> in feeling that this zoo also agrees. We've even set up a group on Facebook, which is something to do with university students, which has over 500 members in two days who all want to save Canute can or Nut. Here's a link to the article showing about him. He's a nice little bear. He plays football. For God's sake, uh, support him. That's from Andy Murray. Well, I don't think I want him to be killed much. No, but a baby polar bear is going to grow into a very dangerous beast. Especially one with his childhood. He'll be a vindictive, vicious good. thing, isn't he? Litter, at least. He'll be a glue-sniffing, smoking bear. <laughs> very much like that one involved in the Glacier Mint campaign, who I think, if wronged, would turn on you. Let's yeah. just have a little look at some of the info. Berlin rallies behind a baby bear. Berlin Zoo has vowed it will not kill a baby polar bear amid a heated row over whether it has the right to hand-rear the cub who was rejected by his mother. You sort of got to, haven't you? Well, that's what zoos do. Yeah. You can't, like, it'd be a bit more odd. I wouldn't add, like, because uh, this is a bit bonkers, because does that mean then that, say Berlin Zoo had gone, right, we shall kill this bear now? Like, the animal activists surely would be brassed off about that. They gone, know, yeah, exactly, but they'd have to let it, they would have, they couldn't kill it in, like, with a machine. They'd have to go, they'd have to just let it, it wander die. off. Because <laughs> like, also in nature, <laughs> it would live in a zoo. All confused. <laughs> Poor thing. Trying to make friends with people. Scrabbling around trying to eat Rolos. It wouldn't last Something ten minutes. Happen, no, I, they, I don't think anyone's going to kill a polar bear. It just sounds like an eccentric this thing. This is when do. life becomes like a film. Why? It's the beginning of a sort of free willy type film. What, we've got it? to make it our business. But There's the thing a polar is... bear on death row. You, you know, mm, we I crush like the gates, we run in, we get it. We, we put it in our ice cream van. It would look good in there. But also, though, wouldn't we struggle to raise that bear, you and I, Matt, if you think about it, I just with giving it feasts we're, we're and ice broody. poles? We are both wanting a little bit of a baby, aren't we? Trouble is, neither of us has got a womb, but, <laughs> you know, we could just wander into an hospital, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> Don't ever do that! I don't think we've got that much power over people. I mean, you're looking at me as if I've said something stupid. I can imagine and I have. you're in your cult, people bringing. But we have we went to a hospital. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit broken. When we pulled it out, it was on wires. Nonetheless, it will do. Merely put some roller skates on it and have a photograph it for Athena. You call it Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany, you are now my son. <laughs> Go forth into the world. Bring freedom. I'd like it to ride that polar bear. Well, look, I just. I think it's a bit of a storm in a teacup because I can't imagine that Berlin Zoo are going to just kick a polar bear to death. It's just going to be Aren't all right. Are they rare? I think they're rare. I don't know. I've never seen one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
so, uh, yeah, that's, we've got that to worry about. Don't worry about that. Remember, of course, the Chinese are still occupying Tibet since, uh, this, Get despite away weeks from the issue. and weeks. I will not. Step away from the issue. No way, because Seagal's behind us on this. He said no, that Seagal they... Seagal said they don't want to go. No, he didn't. He said that the Chinese are there because it's tactical to be there because they've got nice high mountains. It's good for satellites. Now, what do they want? Is saying like or some sort of autonomy or something like because they don't mind having the protection of the Chinese military, but they don't want them to tell them what to do. Seems the Tibetans want their cake and eat it. Either <laughs> you are occupied by the military force or you ain't. Make your mind up. Um, but no, get out of it. Come on, play the game. Russell Brand and Matt Morgan. Are you two fellas headed for Hawaii? Says Patricia Ann Ward. I'm a Hawaiian gal at uni in London and almost weed myself to hear you mention my state. What do you mean? Incontinence? <laughs> no, she means Hawaii. Just wanted to know if it was a mere mention or you're actually going to make the journey. I really don't want you to head stateside and meet them moguls because I love England. Blah, 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 blah. You're really good at comedy, etc., etc. But to be fair, I must recommend the island. They're absolutely lovely, uh, and you can do your podcast while you're there. Well, we're probably going to Hawaii. Uh, Penn's she's on... from Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. Oh, she's she's here studying. Hawaii. I've never met a Hawaiian, have you? No. All I know is that Hawaii Five O and Fantasy Island, which in my mind are one and the same thing. So there's another crazy film. Lady we're... in Coconut Bra and Grass Skirt comes at to university. Study. Yeah. Bonkers sort of. Yeah. Adventures ensue. It's probably racist you saying that thing about a coconut bra. Probably is. <laughs> probably but is. If I can get the issue out there. You've got the issue out there. That's it, Matthew. You're raising these things. P.S. Your names translated in her, into Hawaii are Lukella, that's me, and Makayo, that's you. That's good. good. What, what are you? Lukello. <laughs> Yours is a bit like Matt, like Makayo. And mine's Lucella. How do they translate? And how do they have a translation? Why don't they just because Matt their own mainly name? for the thing you walk on, and Russell meaning the noise a bush makes. It probably is that. It's probably that simple. We might be going away. All depending on our complicated visa transaction, which we probably shouldn't talk about until it's resolved. Well, now let's talk about it. I ain't allowed, America, because I've got a criminal record. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got all sorts of visa things. Oh, I have a drug test the other day. It was horrible, Matt. I had to wee in a jar. Really? Meet a doctor. He took blood out of my arm. They looked at me strange. I said, I've not had drugs. For ages, Doctor, I had to go down the embassy. Yeah, like, we're still waiting now. They said I should be allowed over there because I've got a part in a great big, bloody great big film playing a rock star. That's why I'm doing all this exercise, this filming in Hawaii. Oh, Christ, I You're don't know what to do. the muscliest man sitting in an airport crying. <laughs> Who's that he-man over there? <laughs> <laughs> sitting outside, duty-free, weeping, <laughs> pouring vodka directly into his eyes. <laughs> why? It didn't right. used to be somebody. Yeah, I it was only little out. misdemeanors, wasn't it? Little, tiny misdemeanors. I don't yeah. think you should get involved with China and Tibet issue. Why? Well, they might see you as a radical. I'm not radical. Look into you. Oh, Christ. All right. Do what you like, everyone. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> everyone go nuts! Kill that polar bear. <laughs> Kill it if you like. I think he's a right little idiot. <laughs> no, don't. Let him go. China, at bet America, give us a visa. Come on. <laughs> Just a little visa. Got to do some acting now. Right, now we've got someone on the phone. She reckons she's called Deborah Sprague. <laughs> Deborah Sprague, are you there? I am. Deborah Sprague. Hello there. Ooh. I, I noticed that you've not got very many syllables in your name, Deborah. No, it's Sprague, actually, not Sprague. 
But why? What about the first bit, Deborah? It's not Deborah. Da, like... uh, blame her mother. Oh, do blame her. She must have been <laughs> out of her mind. Now, what the hell's going on with you, Deborah? Da? Oh, How can we you help see, you? Normally, you get these problems on your cry for help, and they're nothing much, either. People just phoning in with a bit of trivia. But you mm. know, Russell, this one here—it's a matter of life and death. Really? Yeah, well, you've indeed. come to the right place. If you, if you, if the advice of idiots is what you're after. <laughs> The, oh, your journey's at an end. Me. Now, Dave, um, shortly Dave? after the death of his girlfriend and life partner, Lucy, Dave sadly develops an unfortunate bladder condition. Who is Dave? Who's Lucy? Who are Dave and Lucy? Hello? Well, Lucy was Dave's girlfriend. Well, this all sounds a bit too tragic. I don't know if we can help. Well, it's my goldfish. Okay, fair enough. She saved that information until later, the sudden well, revelation Dave, of a Dave previously concealed matter. Well, was the most attractive goldfish when I first got him, but he's not so attractive now. What's up with him? Um, he swims died. sort of tail up. Well, he doesn't really swim. He sort of bobs at the surface of the water with his head downwards. He's vertical. What, so now his swimming performance has gone downhill, you're not interested. With that kind of attitude, Duncan <laughs> Goodhue would never have made it into the Olympic team. You'd have gone, oh, he ain't got no air. F him off. I reckon you'd give this goldfish a second chance. <laughs> What are you it's proposing? Not me. I've tried to give him many chances. I've tried to fob him off on many friends. My daughter Margot <laughs> tried to give him away to her friends, but we can't get anyone to take him. He's are a you... very unattractive and miserable fish. Are you keeping him in water? Yeah, what's he in? A Lucasade? It's <laughs> <laughs> just in a matchbox. <laughs> He's swimming in water, but we've tried his making wife's his life as possible so that he might Hold be taken to an early His grave, wife but... dies, then you start giving him jip because he ain't swimming proper. He's been <laughs> moping about. He's Misses moping. Her. He's got a two-second memory. Yeah. Actually, then he wouldn't remember it. No, he will. He'll just have a shadow memory. He'll just think, it used to be nicer in here. <laughs> this used to be my playground. <laughs> right, and then he doesn't just... seem destined to die. His bowl's in the middle of the kitchen table, and the cats regularly drink from his bowl. Are you but trying no, to get the to cat to bump him off? You should go and work at Berlin Zoo, love. You can finish <laughs> off <laughs> nut in half hour. Yeah, perhaps so, but maybe I'd be better at bumping a polar bear off than I am a fish, really. Right, you've sent a picture of Canut. That'll probably turn up on our website. I expect well, if Mikey can be bothered. If Mikey thinks if you can get laid out of it, it might get onto the website. If not, I don't know. Dave, Dave the Fish, though. There's Dave the Fish. Now, for you, those down. of you listening in Technicolor, Dave is <laughs> looking right ill, and he's in an old-fashioned Tom and Jerry-style fishbowl. Are you that <laughs> housekeeper woman that goes, Thomas? Is that you? <laughs> Listen, um, don't be so horrible. Wife. Get him a new wife. Get him a new wife. Hold on, but he's a bit past it, mate. No, It'll be like not. he'll look like that fellow with Anna Nicole Smith, or like a Thai bride or something. Can everyone yeah, but judge get him? Get him an exotic fish that's all young. <laughs> yeah, like and one of like the. I like it when in the cartoon there's a fish with lipstick on. Like sometimes Tom would try and kill it. Do you remember? You'd get a fish with lipstick. Yeah. And, and like I used to fancy that fish a bit. I know. When I was a kid, if they put lipstick on, like Bugs Bunny, they had that yeah. pink rabbit sometimes. Like, was, like a girl version of Bugs girl Bunny. Version from of that, yeah. <laughs> And you yeah. Say, hello. Oh, hello, love. <laughs> hello, Bugs. You've made an effort, son. <laughs> All right, come over to my place. Um, right, send us that fish. We'll look up. Where do you live? I live in Birmingham. It's the best place for you. Own zone. You're going to look after my fish. That's fantastic, Russell. Send us it here. We'll, we've got the same studio as Terry Wogan, right? And I've noticed he's got like an Irish flag up here. So why don't we have a goldfish in here? Yeah. I'll put him in the post, wrap him in a nice waterproof envelope. Listen, and I'll send him off on oi, morning. that's a human life, except a fish version. Don't yeah. you stick it in an envelope. For we it have to transport it safely. With him in a ladle. Yeah, come <laughs> 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 with him in a ladle. I like that. That'd be nice. Come on. It's cruel. I was really looking for some kind way of fish euthanasia, but I don't know of <gasps> one. You if you get you fishes. need to take your cat to the vets, they can just put it down. But I know a way. Don't really what is all this talk of death? 
I know a way. What is it, Matt? I know a way. Matt knows how to kill fish. Of course he does. You have to, to euthanize an animal, you just yeah. put it in the freezer. <gasps> its metabolism will slow down and down. Don't freeze God's creatures. I didn't say that. You just said to euthanize an animal, put it in the freezer, to a woman who's plotting to kill it, yeah, who's don't leaving kill it, it in the pathway of her cat. No. Listen, my lovely Deborah Dar, Deborah Dar. <laughs> um, this You're responsible for that animal, let it live. Yeah, let it live, for God's sake. Don't go down the grim route of Berlin Zoo. I'll tell you what, <laughs> no, send it to uh, me and Matt, we'll look after it. You can't really send a fish, it's a problem, isn't it? How are we going to get around that? Um, there must be a way. Mikey! Mikey, you're going to Birmingham! What about Mr Nibs? Mr Nibs! We've got a lad. We've got this lad, Mr Nibs. He's an 18-year-old lad. I suppose, right. we'll, what is he, our servant lad? Yeah. We don't see too much of him. Mr Nibs, we charge you with a very important duty. You're going to Birmingham, all expenses paid, trip to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> collect this fish called Dave off of this crazed killer of a woman. <laughs> this angel of death looking after the fish. Get the fish, bring it back to us. We'll keep it here in Wogan's studio this time next week. We'll have a lovely fish. We'll give it a new life. What will we call it, Matt? Um, it's given a second chance. We should give it some name like, I don't know, St. Paul, because he was Saul, wasn't he? Then he see Christ on the road yeah, to Damascus. Or Phoenix. Phoenix, because it's risen again. Right, Let's Saul call it Christoph. Phoenix. Christoph. Why Christoph? Just like it. All right, it's called Christoph. <laughs> now, give us, look after Christoph till Mr. Nibs, this 18 year old lad that we've got, will come and get it for us. Wonderful. All right? When should I expect him? We'll be there at 6am tomorrow morning. <laughs> you will know him by his stripy tights and bold erection. <laughs> he's, he's 18, his hormones are all over the gaff. Well, he'll be standing there That's with a ladle, smothered in lipstick. Bagged up and ready for him. Yeah, don't, don't lay a finger on him. Yeah, don't bag it up cruelly and don't try it on with Nibsy, yeah? Because he's 18 <laughs> and he's got the look of a lad who's not had it off yet. And the last thing I want is you corrupting him. Right, Matt? I wouldn't think of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You just give Nibsy that fish, right, Christoph, and from now on call it Christoph so he gets used to his new identity. We'll buy a nice, uh, like, bird for it, and like, uh, then he can bird. live here in Wogan Studio. No, like a fish bird, you know, gelb fish. So, <laughs> that'll all be all nice. Right then, Deborah. I don't think you'll be much used to her, but there we go. But thank you very much for helping me out Oi, with my say cry for myself. help. No, help. Oh, say help. <laughs> <laughs> say it, Deborah. Help! Help! Well done. Never has a woman needed it more. <laughs> Deborah, thank you very much for your call. <laughs> you vindictive animal. Bye then. Bye then. Love you, right. love you. Bye. I shouldn't have said that thing about a freezer. Mm. I just heard that once. I know. So it's from when you're a kid and you want to put strings around flies and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? You know, you can put a bit of cotton you around a bee. Child. Don't try and put it on everyone. Look, else. that was general. The tampon thing, everyone knows about that. And everyone also knows about putting a bee in the freezer, put a bit of cotton around it, then let the bee go. Oh, I was nice to bees because bees don't sting. Wasps, however. Bees do sting. We've got no cotton. Yeah, but then they die. No, One they shot, That's then death. I saw that on QI. That is not a myth. Some species do, but not all of them. What do you mean, some species? Let's not got bo get bogged down in infighting get among the bees. Hey, I'm the big bubba. <laughs> Listen, we've got some important things to discuss. Let's not get bogged down in grammar and bee wars. All bees are all right. Wasps, oh, vindictive little swines. Right, so why don't we listen to a trailer for Steve Merchant's trailer. radio show? You didn't show. even say it right. It's what a trail. 
What, a trailer? Let's listen to a trailer. Here, <laughs> Lizzie, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is Steve You're not Merchant. meant to introduce trails. Why? Because now I've told you that, you're doing it on purpose. I know. But, like, why not introduce a trail? Because people can make like a decision. Smooth to just let it happen. Nah. Just let it happen. Right, here comes love. Steve Merchant doing an anti-trail. All right, I'm Steve Merchant. Oh, don't bother listening to radio show if you don't want to. Oh, do what you like in life. That's what he'll be saying. We predicted it last week. He'll be doing the same thing again. That's not to say don't listen to Steve Merchant. I mean, but if you're too busy, don't bother. No, do listen to you Steve just Merchant. Make this trial the hugest segment now. <laughs> Why not? Built it up. I've built up. And then afterwards, it'll be the Libertines. Yeah. Steve no, Merchant and Libertines. No, you said Ben Lee you wanted. All right, Ben Lee. Yeah, we're all in this together. This is nice. I used to listen to this when I was in some addiction centre. This is such professional radio. It's good, isn't it? there doing a song about sort of spiritual unity and that. I used to listen to that when I was in, in this treatment centre once getting treated for one of the old dicky wickies. Did you think, oh, we're all in this together about the other people? That's right. I tried Did you to... play it to them? I did. I played it to all of them. In fact, there was one bit where I sort of elevated myself to the status of a cult leader by going, here, I'll thought of a song for each of you and played each of them a song. But one of the songs I played for one of them was a bit too much about suicide and that, and it made him feel downbeat. Did you play do for anyone? <laughs> yeah, shake the part now. Push that apple, shake the tree. <laughs> that don't cheer you up. Come on, put that tinfoil down. Here, here's a message from someone called Jennifer Bright. Ah, oh, that's like my nan's name. Hello again. Been warned by the powers that be to stop mentioning the China and Tibet issue yet. Want to know why China won't get out of Tibet? They are there for colonial exploitation. Tibet is huge, the same size as Western Europe, and represents 4% of the total land mass of the People's Republic of China. Yeah. It's rich in mineral deposits. It's got the world's largest uranium supply and energy resources and, uh, and loads of timber in that. And all these things are transported to China for the benefit of the Chinese people. Tibet has an important strategic location, both politically and militarily. Militarily, China currently has about 500,000 troops there, plus massive nuclear missile forces. Also, there are one billion Chinese people. Luckily for them, Tibet is occupied by only four million Tibetans. They've got loads of room. China, come on, lads, let's go to Tibet, blah, 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 blah. Nick Tibet, rah, rah, rah. Sad but true, free Tibet. Right, well, there you are then. That's why. Hilarious. <laughs> well, at least it clears up why Chinese people would like some Tibet. I don't blame them. Well. Tibet was so big, I thought it was like a little mountain province. I thought it was like a little mountain province, just like run by a couple of like llamas and everything. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. Now it seems to me it's like huge. the Chinese are spot on with their occupation. <laughs> no, get out! Come on, give it back. Right now, Alden, there's a few things to go on about. One, do you remember last week and sort of for a little while we go on about like people that are dressed up like mascots at football matches. Yes. Uh, Mr. Wimpy and Disney World characters. Well, Sophie Mason's got something to say on this topic. Hello, I've just been listening to your latest show. Um, like, and she said, I sympathise with this Disneyland story. When I was 18, I worked at a local radio station and I volunteered to dress up as Pudsy Bear for children in need, thinking it would be an evening of happy fundraising. How wrong I was. Part of the job was to pose with people for photos. Every time there was a bloke, they'd say, oh, I hope it's not a, another bloke under there. Some of them would try and grope me to find out what gender I was and one bloke in particular spent quite a long time saying I think it's a female because I felt lumps. Sadly as you probably know being BBC types, Pudsy doesn't speak, so I couldn't uh, defend myself. I was scarred by the whole experience, and I've only ever won, worn one other furry suit ever since that day. That's when I dressed as Rupert the Bear for muscular dystrophy. Sorry, I just imagined I actually dressed as him <laughs> to contract it, but uh, to raise Russell. money for it. Sorry, it just sounded funny. Can I just say, why is she Rupert speak? the Bear? Because she's so deep in character. Pudsy can't speak, so Pudsy what can, can I say? Oh, crack it. Oh, there's another finger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> once you're in that costume, yeah. I'm, I don't think people what, groped him because you wouldn't know that. that I wouldn't sexualise Pudsy. If even if Pudsy spoke like this, oh come on, <laughs> I still think that's it's why they Pudsy. don't let him speak because he does speak like that. <laughs> hey, we gotta raise money, honey. That's not sexy. <laughs> I think it is. I'm like just... someone's put a finger in my ear when you talk <laughs> like that. What's that thing you don't like me doing? Oh yeah, whispering to you. Oh hello, man. <laughs> 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 you don't like that, right? So anyway. Uh, yeah, be careful of all that sort of stuff. Don't dress up as a thing in case you get all sexed up. Now, is it time for some newsy poos now? No, two minutes. Two minutes, two minutes of for you, bit of life. Righto. What's this business? Uh, someone else wants to talk to us on this issue. It's Mark from Manchester. Uh, when I was on a trip to France with my school, on the last day I went to Disneyland, it was all right. While we were there, there was this themed hall and loads of uh, there was this themed parade thing and loads of pumpkins were dancing around. Me and my mate decided to get one of the pumpkins by running up to him and poking him. After a bit, he got really annoyed and made a grab for me, so I ran away from him. After five minutes, he caught me and had hold of me, and I managed to fight off the pumpkin. But it was humiliating to be chastised by this pumpkin what sort thing. Of school takes children to. Disneyland, that's, yeah, that's good. No educational it's value. educational value. It's got to be educational value. You don't get to go. That was the simple thing. Them school trips were always a disappointment. When I didn't like the coach journey. I you didn't like anything. It was good when you could buy bangers and knives and stuff. Yeah, well, in France, you're not supposed to do that, Matt. You no, shouldn't be allowed. Of it. <laughs> I don't see how that's helping our culture. You getting older knives from the French. I don't know what's wrong with you. Right, and also, this is just this other thing to clear up. Uh, last week, you were going on about Snappy Snaps, saying that Snappy Snaps is a stupid thing to call a photo company. Oh, let's call no, it Snappy No, you said Snaps. that, and I said if you had your own photo company, you'd call it that. I would not call it... a shop, a shoe shop, you'd call it Booty Boots. Booty Booties! <laughs> it would. What else could there be? For, uh... We could go on forever. Uh, condoms. Uh, Dirty Johnny's! <laughs> well, I don't know. You well, don't have condom shops, do you? I suppose not, because perhaps that's why there's so many STDs. Perhaps yeah. there should be okay. condom shops, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll never. shoot the messenger. Right, are we going to have some news? Because it seems to me like the sort of time that some news should be happening. I can hear, like, these echoing yeah, no, commands for news. <laughs> no, you mustn't. Right, now, Andrea, whatever her name, Andrea Simmons has not been doing our bidding. Now, Andrea, if you do not say what we say, say in this news thing, then it means that you're part of a government conspiracy to give people uh, terrible news in a Noam Chomsky way to keep us all spellbound of that. Right, so in this news, I want to hear Andrea Simmons say, I've got sexy knickers on and I'm part robot. This is from 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. Sexy knickers! In spite of Mr Brand, here's the news now at 10 o'clock. This is Andrea Simmons. Online. On digital and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That's from Prince, his childish record. Get off me, you just touched me. I was only mucking about, but you scratched when you did it. That's uh, Prince Edison and Russell Brand on Radio 2. I wonder if Andrea Simmons had the common decency to do our bidding. I don't mean she did, do you, Matt? She's given up on it now. She hasn't, she? Do you reckon someone's passed down an edict saying you don't have to do what them lot say? Yeah. <laughs> did you just punctuate your sentence with them? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little thing that come down me. Will the, this is a letter off Maria. She sent it down an email. Will the lovely Matt Morgan be at your gig in Wolverhampton on Monday? Send him to row F, please. I love him. And we all know what F stands for. Also, she, she said the F comment. Yeah, she did. Say him to, oh, no, I said that. 
but she said send him a row F. Then oh, I thought, hello, here's an opportunity for a bit of humour. This will <laughs> lighten the mood after the news. P.S. Did you know that Duncan Bannatyne started out as an entrepreneur with an ice cream van? You should ask him on the show. Yes. Get that scary cowboy agent to get him, hook you up with him. Yeah, all right. Mikey, get Bannatyne. By the end of the show, we want him in here. Nude. I want to eat a cornetto off his groin. Groin, I tell ya. Don't like that word. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with the word groin? Groin. Sounds like an old unit of currency. That's gonna be two groins if you want to <laughs> ride the lake, my dear. Or she'll stay here under mistletoe wharf. Yeah. Why is that stuff so near the surface? I don't know. I actually do know. <laughs> Why? You're a Victorian oddity. <laughs> Look at this history of you in the, uh... Where, what, Telegraph! Telegraph! History of me. I won an award yesterday. Well done. Thanks. Didn't have the decency to go to the ceremony, did you? No, because that's... One of your minions. <laughs> Poor old Gareth. <laughs> Poor old Gareth, he works for us. They asked me to go, I said no. You went to one award ceremony for me. I know, you didn't win. <laughs> no, you cursed it. They probably took one look at you and said we can't be seen <laughs> to be awarding that sort of behaviour. You turning Listen, up about your dressed as a family. waiter. Go you on. know about this? Like, how did they find out about them all? What? This, your family, apparently. Well, the Telegraph do an item where they research the history of a celebrity, other celebrities included, because I just glanced at the list, Jimmy Somerville. No. Jimmy Saville. <laughs> 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 but imagine if Jimmy Somerville and Jimmy Saville had now a then, baby. What would that be like? Now then. Now then. Now then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, what's a coming out song then? Um, don't leave me this way. Don't leave me this way. Don't leave me this way. <laughs> don't leave me this way. Oh. we <laughs> 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 well good. Jimmy Somerville. <laughs> uh, um, another one, another one. What? I don't, I don't you think we could keep doing that for ages, that yeah, Jimmy Sam, no. You could do that forever, oh, and damn! <laughs> All right, tell family. me about my family tree. Right, so in the Telegraph, they researched the family tree of different celebrities. This week, they've done me. What's new, pussycat? Boot repair. This is just some of the, the jobs that your family did in the past. Go on, brilliant! Boot repairer. Woohoo! Piano maker. Yes! Cabinet maker. Want to cabinet style. <laughs> Sellerman. <laughs> yeah, the sellers of all florets and sawdust. Be kettle down there. Beer bottler. Yeah, them <laughs> bills are all gonna get spilled if you don't put them in some sort of receptacle like Quick Smart or Sank. And someone was a miner. A miner? Yeah, I a man married to girls 15. She was a miner. Says here, he was technically what? a miner when they married. He married a miner like a young miner, not like an Arthur Scargill miner. But no, 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 M-I-N-O-R. Mini-pop miner. Yeah. Oh, no! That's terrible news. His wife would appear to have been aged only five years. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't lie. No, wait, his wife would appear to have My aged, sisters. aged by only five years between 1881 and 1891, which masks the fact she was technically a minor when they married in 1880. Technically. As she was only 15 at the time. Hold up, Matt. Perhaps she had mastered the flux capacitor. Perhaps my ancestors were time-travelling sort of uh, quantum lords. Maybe. How about that? I think you should go back there. <laughs> your steam-powered engines. <laughs> Sounds like a lovely time. Bottling beers, being in cellars, shoes, pianos, miners. Why not? Who wouldn't <laughs> live in the old days? Sounds like a high old time. But how do they find that stuff out? Do they do it or do they just ask your parents or something? I can't have just asked my parents because, like, my mum, she'd just go, oh, I don't know, love. And my, <laughs> uh, and my dad would do an article about him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dear Matt, I don't don't feel right. So, anyway, all right. So, yeah, that's probably why I'm so Victorian because all yeah. my ancestors. But your ancestors were Victorian as well. 
So well, come everyone's on. were at some point. Exactly. That's a period of time. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. You can't avoid that area. Yeah, guess what? I went to the I went to Cliveden the other day. That's where the Profumo scandal broke out. That's Christine Keeler sat on that chair. In cottage or Yeah, I stayed in a cottage. Get me there. <laughs> I'm trying, kinky yeah. sex games. There's no kinky sex games in the cottage. Come to my cottage. You can get a cottage there. It's very expensive, but I got it half price because I wasn't satisfied with the standards. Also, I'll tell you who else was there. Queen Victoria. Um, Churchill, he was there. Dead. Uh, Harold Wilson, he was there. Really? Uh, yeah, lots you of have a prime ministers. You had a butler, didn't you? Yeah, you stay in this cottage, expensive to stay in the cottage, expensive, uh, but you get a butler. It's a bit weird because you don't know what to say to him. That you've paid a lot of money to stay in the, in the cottage by saying expensive. Expensive? It is expensive. Expensive? <laughs> I got it half price, didn't I? You get a butler, but the thing is, a butler really he is just a person. Is he, is he called, did you call him a butler or does he go, I'm your butler? Well, actually, he I said. Bet you just <laughs> <said>, butler! <laughs> Best the bloke who owned the place. Actually, he was the groundkeeper. He was, was trying to mow the lawn. Oi! Put a kettle on! Put a effing kettle on! Oh, that's fallen off. <laughs> it's fallen body off! That means bit near fireplace. They're picking up! Right, no, he was a battler. They go, this is your battler. Cast. Cast. Like, cast system. Which is cruel to remind was him of that constantly. Nationality, was he? I think he was out of Holland. So, he, he was there. If he wants some dinner or something, he'll do it. If does he, he cook the... it? Yeah, he does. He stands with a frying pan and it looks like, say, an episode of Jeeves and Worcester starring Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie and Jeeves has to do some frying. It looks like that. And I'm Bertie Worcester. What, so he's in your house? He's there in the cottage. You've got different floors in the cottage. It's, it's by the Thames. The thing is, it's a bit rickety and haunted, and Christina, Christine Keeler was staying there? there. I don't know, to relax. I tried to relax, but it's all full of butlers and ghosts. <laughs> it's terrifying. Your ancestors, mate. Yeah, they were probably You're there. A ghost lifestyle. <laughs> Mr. Claypole. Bootmakers and penny farthing polishers. <laughs> Need your penny farthing polish, governor? Hello, guys. <laughs> so, uh, he goes, there's this one bit when the butler was showing me around when we first got there. He goes, uh, and, uh, this pavilion area of the cottage is, uh, part of its original design, and Queen Victoria took tea here with Lady Sutherland. I goes, oh, yeah, where's the telly? And he goes, that's through here. I goes, they got Sky Sports. He goes, no. I goes, come another room, mate. I don't like it. In here, made them take me somewhere else. What are we gonna man. do? Sit and look at Queen Victoria's ghost all night? Tell you, <laughs> it's in my penny farthing polishing boot. Um, yeah, so but I did go back to the cottage because I thought, well, no, it's nice to stay. Why did you keep trying to get me to go there? Well, I just think it'd be nice for us to have holiday, wouldn't it? Go away, have a little break yes. in a cottage, maybe reveal some dark hidden homoerotic secrets in the middle oh, of the night. No me looming above you. Man, I think I might be gay! No, that'll never happen. I, I think didn't... you might be gay. You just said you fancied a boy who had a car when you were younger. Listen, I didn't say that. I just wrote it down. <laughs> it <laughs> my... to me. <laughs> I fancied a boy who had a car. No, I just said that when you're... At you, in... you idolise an older You idolise an older boy sometimes in early adolescence. And anyway, I don't know why I'm defending myself from homosexuality because I think it's good. It would be much quicker to have it off if, you, if the other person you're trying to have it off with had the same sexuality as you. Unlike women. Oh, Is that the relationship I don't know with your you yet. Them, sort of repressed. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of stuff. so good at that cooking. Oh, cast, cast, cast. I wonder if you might consider cleaning my boots. I, I, I fear I may fall, cast. <laughs> I'll get you, sir. I'll get you. That's it. I'll just help you to bed. Oh, cast. Don't leave yet. Oh, cast. Would you leave the nightlight on for a little while? Oh, could cast, you sniff? Biscuits falling into my tea. That's it. You're bending over to get it. Oh, cast. Fish it out, cast. Fish it out with your manly fingers. Oh, I see. I see you've got wedding ring, cast. Oh, jeez, jeez. 
dead, sir. Oh, good. <laughs> Not good that you died. It must have been tragic. Hold me, cast. Hold me. Put your hand up my nighty. I know. It's your um, wife's nighty. They should help you relax. <laughs> Where did you get that, sir? I dug it up, didn't I? <laughs> oh, no. There was the line. Yeah, come to the cottage, Matt. You'll like it there. Maybe. In the grounds of Clifton. They gave me a membership card. What about when you were going to go... Babington House. Bab yeah, I was going to go there. That's another posh place to go for you a relax. You You kept stuttering. B -b -b Babington I House. Go, 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 Babington. You went go, go, go to b -b -b bed if you're tired, you weirdo. Babington House. I never had the time to go there. Here, Matt, here's someone ridiculing you. Owl, they're called. Dear Matt, don't feel bad about that eye. Referring, of course, to Matt's notorious wonky eyes that can't, that don't, <laughs> they look like two different people's eyes just meeting in an alleyway. How dare you with those eyebrows. Oi, they look nice. I have a rugby ball eye that no one takes seriously. Why do you end someone to take an eye seriously for? What, what does it mean? It's <laughs> handed in its theses on eyelashes. I'd like to present this to all your What's gentlemen. The word, the word is thesis. What did I say? It's handed in its theses. That's why you didn't get through university. <laughs> I've given them all the theses I can produce. And nothing's ever good enough, Matt. Nothing I do. Dollop after dollop of ripe feces. And all they've done is throw me out of the faculty. Faculty. It was a mispronunciation. Come on, guys. We're grown up since 11 o'clock at night nearly. So, um, I have a rugby ball I no one takes seriously. It's called an mean? astigmatism. Mine right. is. That's about you. Does that mean it's got a... You've got an astigmatism. No, I haven't. Yep. You have, mate. I've this got a up slight difference in everyone's face is it's asymmetrical. Eerie. Mine ain't. Looks yours nice. Yours is symmetrical the wrong way. <laughs> You've got four eyes. <laughs> mouth on your forehead. I look nice. Hold on. Here's a new letter. Jamie Pembroke. Dear Russell, I thought the nation should know another story about the evil wimpy, not our views. When I was younger, my mum took me and my sisters to a wimpy to treat us to a burger. I weren't feeling well that day. There was a promotion in wimpy that if you finished all your food, then you got a free wimpy glass. My sister finished their food. I did not, because I was That's Ill. not an endorsement of good food, is it? If you can eat this, we'll give you a present. <laughs> if you're prepared to endure this tripe, we'll give you some well, crockery. Well, you've got to hold it down for a count of five. No, she's been sick. I'm afraid we're going to have to take that. That apron back. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. My sisters both got glasses. I did not. They said it's because I didn't finish my food. My mum explained that I was not very well, and the man just shook his head and said no. <laughs> the rules uh, is the rules. Rules is rules, I'm afraid, here at Wimpy. Uh, they said no to a little girl who wasn't very well. How heartless. Also, I have another idea for your the name of your bookie wook, Brand Identity. The show is awesome. Keep up the good work. Then she's put her phone number there. But I don't know if we want to get involved with the kind of woman who can't even eat a burger without frying up. Uh, no, Mikey's nodding his head. Mikey's interested in her. There's another one on the Mikey pyre. Get yourself the penicillin in advance, dear, I'd say. Dear Russell and Matt, this says it's to be uh, read in a Geordie accent. Oh, <clears throat> it's from Eliza. I'm a big fan of your podcasts, like, keep up the good work. The other day, I was listening to one in the cinema because the film was really crap, and I kept laughing, and everyone was looking at me like I was, oh, no, looking at me like I was some sort of mentalist. I thought that like was a Geordie like. Right. On an older podcast, I heard you say something about Monkey World in Dorset. My dad was reading today that Jim Cronin, who set up Monkey World, has died. Don't tell me to read that in a Geordie accent. It's terrible news. Well, Jim Cronin what, of Monkey World has died. What about a vicar who's doing in the service and he's Geordie. Yeah, well, he is Geordie. He's not, if he's suddenly decided, oh, I'm going to do this <laughs> in, a, in a Jimmy Savile voice. Let us be not with murder. So, we are your beloved father. 
I'm sorry, I've completely undermined the death of a much-beloved man. Oh no, the monkey world man Jim Cronin's died. That's terrible. Well, that's really bad news. I bet that was a noisy funeral. Hold on, there's some sort of... What? <laughs> you what, what, what? <laughs> you... Do you think they went? Well, the monkeys. The monkeys would go to the you funeral. You can't have a monkey at a funeral. They don't you understand the idea of death. And everything. Yeah, I suppose so. What about you that monkey nothing? we saw on telly called the Humanzy that thinks it's a person? It was, there was something wrong. It was, it was more than a monkey. He had a less bald than a face like one, didn't he? He walked upright. He wasn't... Yeah, he looked like he was embarrassed about being a monkey, didn't he? What was, was his name again? Um... Stan or something? No, no, hang on. I Lee. Can't I can't remember his name. Dear, well, no, Oliver. this is terrible. James Cronin, the world-renowned... Listen, yeah, he was called Oliver, yeah. Now, look, James Cronin has died. Um, look, it says here, look, there's something where we can, um... You can money. raise money for him or something. Right, give money to Monkey World, cos Jim Cronin... Oh, no, it's him, I really like him. He's died. Okay, it's like this Jim Cronin, cos I remember him from the programme. All right, he's died, give some money to Monkey World, cos it's ever so good Was there. he old or young? Didn't look old in that picture, and in the programme he ain't old. I don't know how much time's passed, but... Oh, God. You know, he was quite, he, he looked nice and young and that. Right, let's raise some money for Monkey World. Give money to uh, Monkey World. I don't know how you do it, let's but you can work Monkey it out. Let's have Monkey World as the new, uh, Tibet. All right, then. Get out of Monkey World! <laughs> <laughs> Get right out of it! Leave them monkeys alone to practice what they want to practice. Um, yeah, give money to Monkey World, it's good. Right, so, uh, oh yeah, look, donate to his memorial fund. That's, I don't, you can probably just find out on the internet, you're sensible grown-up people. Right, so, should we, what do you want to do? Driving south, Stone Roses, can't we listen to... No, we can't. Oh, uh, we've got to listen to that Frank Zappa one, because I said I'd play it for someone. Yeah, but you know that's, that's got swearing and all sorts of no, stuff. No, it's not yes, swearing. It has. Mm. Has no, it, it ain't. Checked? Put it on, beep it. It's, this is pre-recorded, it wouldn't matter well, anyway. then someone's got to go through it and beep it. Yeah, but that'd do them good. It keeps them on their toes. Look Where at them back there. It? I can't Little see it. Slack-jawed yokels running this show. Look at us. We do all the work. Yeah, stick that on. Well, Frank you better Zappa, fill some time. I'll find it, mate. Sex or whatever I saying it called. I'll kill time, mate. Uh, <clears throat> oh, good <laughs> so old good. life, eh? Do you know what it's like, ain't it? You walk around being alive and that, and then sometimes, oh, well, I saw a cat recently. My cat, he was. So, Matt, how's it coming on with the... Ah, oh, dirty love Frank Zappa. Right, but I'll have to break off this. from my views from life for a moment. Well, there'll be no feel for the song Dirty Love by Frank Zappa. Very good, that's nah, it. That's tripe, mate. It was really the love tone of the show. It was about Seriously. you. Come on, listen, listen, listen. Then we've got to ring Noel Fielding and Noel Gallagher before the end of the show. We've Nolan Nolan. Nolan Nolan's! Nolan Nolan's! Yeah. <laughs> Let's ring the Noly Nolan's, but first Frank Zappa. <laughs> Yes, try Frank Zappa. <laughs> there we go. Concentrate. What are you doing? I'm talking to you about music. Well, what are you doing? Colouring in? I was doing my colouring in, yeah, and we made me go over the edges, thanks to your bungling ways. Right, so that was Frank that was Zappa, a, Dirty I that Love. That was a song than that. Radio 2, uh, Radio 2, this is with Radio 2. Yeah, Radio 2, Radio 2. Oh, nice, now. Give us a cuddle. Look, I just want to read you one last thing about people dressing up in costumes. Right, this other person went to Disneyland, other theme parks are available. Look. This woman, she called Camilla. Can I join your harem? She says. Yeah, you're welcome. There are a few tests. She goes, uh, I had a bad experience in Disneyland. I had a bit of a run-in with the Queen of Hearts. We were happily posing for photos when my friend playfully tried to lift up her skirt and she went mental. She tried to push my friend over and stormed off shouting lewd French things at us. But Queen of Hearts ain't like, like a great big cat character. It would just be a woman in a dress. No, just as a playing card. Yeah, but she's got a playing card frock on with an art uh, on it yeah, or something. But I don't hearts. think she'll have a big she has foam head. plate of jam tarts. She's got a plate of jam tarts, mate. But she's not got a foam head, has she? The Queen no. of Hearts. She might have. So that's just like going up to a woman and lifting her frock up. So I'm on the side of the Queen but of Hearts. But she might have a foam head because she might be the Disney version of it. 
Mm, I don't reckon, because I reckon the human characters, because say it's like uh, Alice in Wonderland, they just have a blonde woman doing it. They don't have a woman yeah, with a foam head. Because like, you can't recreate that kind of... It becomes that uncanny thing that you're always yeah. on about. Where if Lewis Carroll wouldn't have been sexually obsessed with a foam-headed child. <laughs> what do you think he is? Some sort of pervert? <laughs> I only like children with real heads. Oh, come on. That was never proved, I don't think. Let's not blacken the good name of Lewis Carroll, shall we? A bit. A little bit. Right. <laughs> Lewis, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Why not on Pocket watches. Dirty People devil. Crying, eat me. Eat me, drink me. Right, you're not being left alone with my kids, son. <laughs> oh. I have you. No, he was probably all right, was he? Probably. He was pro we don't know about that, so let's not judge him. Get out of bed! So, uh, right, yeah, while well, I'm on the don't think you should put your hand up the Queen of Hearts' skirt, or the real Queen's skirt, or anyone with the title Queen anywhere in their name. Do you I remember that think. Australian Prime Minister put his hand on the Queen's bum? Yeah, it infuriated me. Yeah, really? Did you put care? his hand on Her Majesty, like that. God bless you, Mum, I you wanted to strike him in the throat. Well... I've seen you defacing... Was it me? Defacing the You've money. done that, defaced money, and that's against the law for a kick-off. And now you've just drawn a, on a picture of me, drawn me with a phallus, spraying <laughs> a nameless fluid, and, and blacked out eyes and made me a skull. Why have you done that? That's worse when you got that £5 note. What did you do? Well, you made her a skull as well. I think I did, yes. You did make Her Majesty a skull. That is against the law. Yeah, but that, well, hopefully, what I was thinking is that mm -hmm. might come back to me one day. And she doesn't <laughs> carry money, and I knew it wouldn't offend her. That's true, she don't carry her. money, and it might come back to you one day. It's a good experiment, you're a bright boy. Here's a lady called Gemma has sent us a, an e-letter. I used to work for a charity for the blind and vision. Oh, sorry, we've run out of medals, Gemma. She was called... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! He's talking. What? Oh, Mr. Charity doesn't like to talk about it, boy. Listen! I do kind you things. You still haven't given any money at Comic Relief? I am lot. Have you <laughs> found your bank card? I ain't found it yet. I'll get it as soon as I get my bank card. I'll hand it over. Listen, I've given my precious time. Well, how are you paying for all this jewellery? What? People give me it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. People give me jewels! Members. Give them a comic relief, the jewels. They don't want jewels in Africa, they'll look bloody ridiculous. Come on, they go well with my image. Don't be absurd, I will give money, I'm right behind that cause. I was good that night, you said as much. Come That's on. That's part of my job saying you're good. What? You were brill! Oh no, that is what you said. Was that not authentic? <laughs> I've been, that's my confidence has been falsely inflated. Oh no, I'm a fraud. Hi Russell, I used to work for a charity for the blind, says Gemma. Uh, in Australia, they've got a museum, and they have brow for things, and lesser, for blind people, and lesser sighted people and that. And they've got a 1957 copy of Playboy in braille. Some people did indeed read the stories, she exclaims. So, uh, that's interesting. A braille version of what? Bra braille porn. I've not really thought about that before. Braille porn. Oh. Like, cause that'd be alright, wouldn't it? It's just the stories. Well, then we, we can't do an outline of a knocker. How many synonyms do you think there are in braille? Do you think there's just one word for big, what? one word for willy? Enormous, gigantic, winky, dinkle. Yeah, but you, would you just, you, there can't be like loads Joystick. of synonyms. Joystick. <laughs> cuddle puddle. <laughs> I'm oh. in a muddle, I made a cuddle puddle. <laughs> oh no! Um, He's I think reading you need... that straight from his diary. I think you need... <laughs> I'm going to publish that! Um, I think that uh, you will have... Uh, Lots of synonyms in Braille because it will be taken from the, the its original language, won't it? The like you know you'd have French Braille that'd come from French, English Braille would have come from English, or is there universal Braille? <gasps> I, don't I don't know. know. And what annoys me about 
deaf people. <laughs> well, steady. They're silent. Mind you, they won't be listening. Um, no, come no. on. Come on, they will somehow. Matt, come on, we're taking some incredible no, what risks. I mean, what no. annoise you about the deaf no, now? Who are all right? Sign language, yeah. right? It was, why isn't sign language universal for the whole yeah. planet? Then deaf, we've said this before, it always bothers me. You've not said it before, you think deaf language, sign language should be universal. Well, why yeah. aren't all language universal? Why don't everyone else just do English? Do you think it, it will English? be one day? Yeah, it will do, won't it? It will evolve naturally. Most people speak English now. So it's going to be English or Chinese that will win English. Out. English will win out. You're turning right, little patriot, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still angry about that fella touching the Queen on the shoulder. How dare he? Mum, if you want someone to go over there and slay him, I'll happily do it. God bless her. So, yeah, I am a bit patriotic today. I'll grow out of it. I think it's because I want that visa. Right, now, uh, should we listen to something, mate? Let's listen to Wogan doing a trailer. Wogan doing a trailer. Everyone in the world listens to Wogan already. What more does he want? Won't he be satisfied until the whole world stops and tunes in to him? <laughs> we have to stand here looking at all these flags and that. He'd keep some of his blow-offs in jars, carefully labelled don't touch, just to intimidate people. Wogan is a tyrant. There's no doubt about it. Let's listen to him justifying that tyranny now. Your favourite breakfast show. Better than the alternative, anyway. Weekdays from 7.30. Live radio. Things can happen. And anytime online at bbc.co.uk slash radio2. Today, Janet and John are going to the shops. <laughs> oh, Rose is driving south, are you boys, you dirty devils? Right, so, uh, yeah. He's heading the Nana Moon. What, what's that Alfie? An Alfie, don't put me in a noble Alfie. He'll lift up me naughty Alfie. Stop there, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, Driving South Stone Rose. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan, uh, and he's a wonky uh, face. Uh, don't say Hi, me. Russell and Matt. Just want to try and help you with an inquiry you made last week's show. Uh, Tony Blair's eyes are drawn by cartoonists as being different sizes because they are trying to demonise him and make him look untrustworthy. Research in psychology has shown that we trust people more who have symmetrical faces and tend to distrust people, at least at first, whose faces are not so even. You can see this concept being exploited in movies where the villain will often have a scar on one side of their face or wear an eye patch. It's also the unsettling effect that Marilyn Manson is trying to create with his wonky-eyed goonery. And even Hitler was probably subconsciously keyed into this paradigm when he created that haircut. Hitler wouldn't have tried to make himself look like a nutter. I know what I'll do when I'm enacting my bonkers plan. I'll have an asymmetrical face. Fetch some crayons, Eva. I'm going to draw a treble cliff on my left cheek. That's a ridiculous thing. He would have tried to look as normal as possible. There's a thing Why in the paper this week crackers? about um, if you're ugly, you're more likely to be found innocent, uh, guilty in court. Oh, no. Oh, I ain't done nothing. And I'm not ugly. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I panicked. You're not everyone's cup of tea, though. Maybe someone on the jury won't be a big oh. fan. Yeah, I ain't done nothing. They can't have me up for nothing, can they? Well, you never know. <laughs> what kind of regime is this where the innocent are paraded before the law courts just because they've got wonky chops? Get a good lawyer. I, that's what I'm saying. I Just get a good lawyer. I like asymmetrical faces. I have to stare across the desk at your bonkers Picasso noggin all don't day, don't I? That. Mine's quite symmetrical. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yours thing it isn't. Is. What? My face is really hauntingly symmetrical. Brilliantly symmetrical. Look at your eyebrows. Yep, all nice and symmetrical. Trustworthy, mate. That's why in the films I'll be playing the hero if I get my visa. Right then, this is a good thing about us. Dear Russell and Matt, 
blah, 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 blah. When I listened to the podcast, you said when people visit your shrine, they come out cured. A bold statement indeed. You said the deaf shall listen and the blind shall walk. Yeah, <laughs> it was a joke, you silly sods. Yeah, we've got some things about... Um, Guess what we've got? Mikey's printed out some of that braille porn, probably for his own purposes. Wouldn't surprise me if he chopsticked himself in the eyes just so he could get off on braille porn. He's such a devious swine, isn't he? Mind you, he could just use his eyelids, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, what's this more information about that? Move <laughs> Moving on from that, <laughs> I have to applaud you. Me. Hold up. I have to applaud you for raising awareness of prostate cancer and other cancers. Well, I said that as if there was an obligation to mention other cancers. It's something that is all too often overlooked by the public. Good work. Perhaps the government should start a campaign with the slogan, put your fingers up your bum. That's our slogan already. Finally, I don't need any help. Could I make a plea to my housemates, says Chrissy Neeling, to Lloyd and Matt, they, they are my housemates. Often when they come out home after a night on the razzle, they uh, cause a lot of bother around the flat and they... They're talking about drugs. No, no, no. Don't take drugs, they're bad for you. Bad lad. Right. Now, we've got a very important thing to deal with now, Matt. Why are you looking at me I'm like an old lady? This. But listen, this is what I call radio. <laughs> Hello, Russ and Matt. I live in Shanghai, says Ned Kelly. This isn't real. I live in Shanghai and listen to the show every week and have been listening to it from the six, from the six music days. I'm a fully paid up member of the brand Cult. I'm in a perfect position to be your man on the ground in China. I'm very well connected with the Communist Party, having been filmed attending a meeting while pretending to be a South African businessman. Hello? Would you like an apple? I don't know how they talk. Right, so, racist. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> that's my buzzword to get into a South African accent. South Africa. That's how they talk, isn't South it? South Africa. South Africa. Right. Okay. Uh, I was pretending to be a South African businessman. Good job I didn't do that. I'd offend everyone. I'm a barman from Oxford. It's my birthday day. Why not give me a call to discuss our arrangement? My number is here. I look forward to booting the Red Army out of Tibet. All the best. Ned Kelly, Shanghai. Ned Kelly, still at large there. Still at large there, evading With people all these years. Sorry about that thing I just said. I just said something that was, was a bit offensive. What show. do you want to apologise for? Sigal's wig. Right, apologise. So angry with deaf people. Look at that, yeah. Right, don't put Seagal first just because you think that deaf people won't gang up and kick your head in. Apologise <laughs> to Seagal first. No, I'm putting these in order of starting from the least uh, right. annoying. Well, what was the thing I just said something bad, didn't I? What South was African that? people oh, yeah. racist, but no, they're, they're lovely. Come on. I know some lovely ones. You do know some lovely ones, don't you? Nelson Mandela, he's got to be let out by now, ain't he? For God's sake, let's oh, get yeah. him freed. Um, so, uh, hold on, what's this thing? Ned Kelly's on the blower, he's in China, he's infiltrated the Communist Party. Let's find out some info. Ned, are you there, mate? I am here, Ross. How are you doing? Yeah, me and Matt's fine, thanks. What are you up to? I'm in a bar tonight. It's my birthday. I've been at the karaoke earlier. Why is I've it so eerily... As well, Russ. All right, thank you. you. Why is it so eerily silent in this bar you claim to be in? Well, I'm hiding in the lift shaft now. That's what your fella on the phone told me to do. Hiding in a lift shaft? Who was told you yeah, to do that? Mikey? So if it was Mikey that told you to hide in a lift shaft, it was probably a prelude. It was Mikey shafted me, quite mm. literally. Yeah, well, don't, yeah, don't stand too long near him. Let me tell you, he's got your phone number now. You're right in the danger yeah, zone. Dodgy, dodgy. Um, so, Ned Kelly, you, uh, you, did you say you were going to teach us some Chinese? Yeah, I'd say, a washini da zhong sugar me. What does that, that mean? That means I'm your biggest fan. Thank you. Did you mean that, or is it just a demonstration of Chinese? Well, I, I learnt that actually for this Chinese pop star I met, but I can use it on YouTube, Russ. Lovely. Did, did you say it to the Chinese pop star as well? I did. I said it on stage with her when I was making a cocktail for her on stage. You've undermined your last statement because you... Russ, uh, I, I, I learned it for you. I used it on her just for warm-up. Hmm, nice. Don't try that with any other parts of your anatomy, you saucy devil. Now, <laughs> tell us about your uh, communism infiltration there, because it's something we're keen to know. 
about with our Yeah, uh, this plan. is quite an interesting one. I, we were, my, my friend's business partner is quite a shady character transfer, and we got sent out uh, to the sticks there where he was trying to raise money to start an airline. Yeah. Um, what, in the we, country? Uh, we actually we got picked up in a limousine, and uh, we were handed out these fake business cards. Ned, and, are you uh, drunk? We around a limousine for a few days. Ned, what is uh, this anecdote? Limousine signs. sticks? Look, Ned. Ned, get to the bit about the communist party. This is a crazy right, anecdote. Right, so we stayed up all night, went to this business, and it got absolutely lashed on this filthy, filthy uh, spirit called Bijo, which is just called uh, white, white alcohol. Uh, yeah. And uh, smashed with our faces, stayed up all night. And then next morning, driven to a business meeting with the Chinese Communist Party, put on television while we're both passing out and want to puke up. We can't trust table. you to infiltrate the Communist Party. You're a madman. You'd spill the we beans. We did on television. You'd compromise us, I think. Right, so anyway, you've compromised, you've got into the Communist Party. What can you tell us yeah. that's going to help us get the old Chinese out of Tibet then? Well, the thing is about them is they, they are. On the ground, they're all right, people, Ross. The fact of the matter is, they've been brainwashed. There's right. no doubt about it. Brainwashed, is it? years of history, they haven't been taught, really, what the world's like. Right, OK. Well, that's a lovely generalisation there, Ned. Now, what we want you to do is to uh, get our podcast to number one in China. <laughs> that way we can sp spread our message you know, of peace. Look, I've been spreading the good word out here. Yeah. Tell people. Also, we'll stick a few Chinese slogans in. Once we get the Chinese people on side, we'll soon have the Chinese military out of Tibet. I think we need a, a Morgan Brand tour out here, though. I don't like you putting Matt's name before mine. I but, do. I quite like it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, consi we'll consider going on a tour once Tibet is free. I we'll come over there. That's a Hollywood name for you. Morgan, right? Huh? What? Once I put Brand in front of Morgan. Absolutely. I think Morgan has to Brand be Morgan in little letters. Cheap. Morgan Brand sounds like a real person. No! Morgan's got to be written in crayon on the right bottom of the page. And Morgan, <laughs> like that. And Brand's got to be written in nice old gothic letters like a vampire done it. Right, so we'll come over there, Ned Kelly. It seems to me you're a right well, reliable I'll spy. I'll take you out on the lash, lad. We're not going out on the lash. I'm a recovering alcoholic and Matt can't be trusted. Very true. Sorry, Russ. I shouldn't tempt you that one. Now... Matt, you up okay. Yes. No, you're not, young man. I'm up to. Why don't you ever let me have any fun? We're going there to help to bet, not for you to get on the line to do a lash with Ned Kelly. Ned, get off the phone! For Christ's sake. I'm imagining with that bucket on his head, like in films about Ned Kelly. Go on, clear off your nutcase. Wasn't Mick Jagger in a film about Ned Yeah, Mick Jagger was in a film about Ned Kelly. Was he Ned Kelly? Yeah, of course he was. He wouldn't be in a film about Ned Kelly. What's the point of casting Mick Jagger and putting a bucket on his head? Ridiculous casting, isn't it? Might as well put two buckets on his feet, had him dance around. It'd be a much better movie. But would it have been true to the original novel? Who knows? Now, Ned Kelly, off you go back into the Shanghai night. I know happened. it was, but I'm just being daft, aren't I? Ned Kelly's still there. He ain't, mate. Uh, yeah, Ned, I'm still there, I'm still here. go back into China now and behave I'll yourself. Go, Jump down the lift now, shaft. Right? Spread the word, Ned. Spread the word of love do. and peace. Right, that's it. That's my duty for tonight. Get out there, Ned, and tell everyone you meet that the revolution's coming. Speech, you, yeah, bye -bye. it was nice talking to you, Ned. Off he's he goes. So All right, see you then. Yeah. Go now, right. Ned. Cut Ned off. He's mad. All right, <laughs> they shouldn't have had to have heard that, and that's because of you lot in there. What, like, if how could they not tell in that studio room there that we were trying to wrap that comment? Right, see you later, then, Ned. <laughs> Start trying to get your nan off the phone. All right, dear. Give we'll us let... three rings. <laughs> give us three rings when you're in to let us know you got home safe. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you three rings. Well, it's only cost 10p. Just pick up the phone, woman. We didn't used to. What, you didn't give her free rings? No, it didn't used to cost much more. What, 50p just for the initial five seconds? Because it was it all up, them yeah. units, wasn't it? Units, they were crafty. Very crafty. Um, Ned Kelly's odd man, wasn't he? I don't think his real name's Ned Kelly. I don't think he's in China. I don't think anything he said to us was true. 
I think he is in China, and he's, you know, that's he's technically a spy in China. He is a spy, and I think we should contact the Chinese government and have Ned Killy, <laughs> Kelly impounded. Ned and Killy. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Come here, Freud. Let's have Ned Killy killed, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> like, what about that word cold? When I go, oh, they're going to have to cold and burn of Matthew's turkeys. He's killed. Isn't no, it? it's cold. What's the same as killing them? What's the difference? It's, it's got a numerical sort of meaning. It's well, once you start to culling, cults. yeah, but it wouldn't be, you wouldn't say, oh, there was been a culling in, you know, Rwanda, would you? Because it's people. I suppose that is more important than turkeys, now that I think about it for a split second. Turkeys are odd. Why? What's you got against turkeys now? Those pink things that go off their heads. Yeah, I don't like those much. Yeah, that's true. There's no reason for them to have that, is there? But you're no. in no position to talk with your wonky Picasso head. Stop saying that. <laughs> right. So uh, there goes Ned Kelly. There goes Wonky Chops Morgan. <laughs> now, what should we listen to? Uptown Top Ranking. Is that uh, the, the, uh, I'm Strictly Roots? Yes, that. it's that. I like it. Let's have a listen to that then. Cheer ourselves up. Uptown top ranking, Alfia and Donna. Remember on holiday as a kid? Nice, wasn't it? Brilliant. I am. Um, Thanks for inviting me <laughs> on that holiday. Um, yeah, Margate, them. Sta I don't like a static caravan. What's the point? We were always in them. St well, that undermines the whole point of a caravan. You go, no, oh, we're going on a caravan. It's movable if it needs to be moved. Well, it needs to be moved to liven up the holiday. I don't like get out of Margate for a kickoff. You can't be in a. You don't go in the caravan when it's driving along. Don't you? Don't think so. I don't see any point in static caravans at all. The more I think about it, the less I like it. A lot of people have a lot it. of nice holidays. Yeah, I had some horrible ones there. And I I want my money back. What did you do on holiday? Just like felt a bit fat. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, just would be there, feel a bit fat, worry. Didn't like that bleeding crocodile club either at Pontins. Pontins Crocodile Club. I hated I it. I had a great time there. Pontins Crocodile I was elevated Club. Elevated to a leader. You would have been a leader. I was within days, mate. That has sinned through you at that crocodile club. You should have loved the crocodile club being a little showman. No, I wasn't then, because I was much more neurotic then. I, didn't I hadn't found my voice as a right. performer in the Crocodile Club era. Right. And I didn't like it. I don't like it when people try and make you be in a unit. Do you know what I mean? Like, make you respond as a You're not unit. Shea Guevara. <laughs> You're in the Crocodile Club. I led the Crocodile Club to the mountains of Sierra Maestra, and eventually we attacked Havana, and <laughs> we overthrew the corrupt government. <laughs> Not it's a pretty hefty fighting with the Tufty Club. <laughs> the Tufty Club. <laughs> we soon mowed into them. Dissenters were ex Executed and uh, quite soon I was elevated to the status of a king. Right, so what are we gonna? What the hell is going on, Matthew? We've got a lot of things to round up. Noel Gallagher ain't in. He's in Moscow. He was. You not just. You, he's you not know, answering you, his phone. You hold up your little friends and tell us we're going to speak to him. Normally, they sometimes they answer. You've let us down on two Noels. Noel Fielding, he ain't there. Noel Gallagher, he ain't there. That's, no. Don't. The simple message is this: Don't trust Noel. Noel Edmonds, deal or no deal? No deal, Noel. Then your cosmic <laughs> ordering on your Is hands. Any other knolls? Uh, yeah, it's a brilliant link already. Already, you're <laughs> a lovely knoll link there. Um, yeah, well, that's a shame. So I apologise for not giving you guests, guests who we've promised. And guests. and Duncan Bannatine ain't turned up. Where's Bannatine? Oi, Mikey, where's Ban He's Bannatine? Not, no, he doesn't need this. Huh? He doesn't need us. Of course he does. He's trying to sell a book. He needs oh, something. It? About what? Yeah, uh, you know, making millions. Dragon's Den people, we go on there and you've got a good idea. Yeah. Do you think people can rip it off from you if they... No, because there's got to be some sort of, you know, copywriting take place or painting. You've got... Have yeah, you they always had, ask. Have you ever had an invention? Mm, no, except maybe get a lolly stick and use it to tap people's ball bag. I've, you always told me that. <laughs> well, I think I've about got an it. invention. I don't know yeah. what to do about it. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. Come on. 
Shall I? Yeah. Well, what if someone then makes it? That's something I'm saying well, my I've pin number. This. What is it then? What your pin number? Yeah. No, my, the invention. Um. Well, you know when you're asleep. Yep. And, uh, That's when I can be in a film and it's about me. Yes. I think that if you had a sock that you could put your mobile phone in that yeah. went on your foot, right? But the mobile phone's not on the bottom of your foot because then when you got up to go to the toilet, you break it. Up, yeah. It's on the top of your foot, and then you set your alarm to vibrate, mm. right? It will wake you up. Uh, even, but it won't wake up the person in bed with you. You're an idiot. Just put your mobile phone in your sock. You put your mobile phone yeah, in the sock. Might, no, but it's a special sock. You get one for Christmas. You put your mobile phone in the top it's of the rubbish. sock. Rubbish. That's a bloody good idea. <laughs> no one wants that. I'm really annoyed. I've just said that on national radio. Mate, no one is ever going to make your mobile okay. phone sock. You're a nurse. You're doing a, uh, a shift. I'm not a nurse, Matthew. Not what I ever put be. Put on. <laughs> I want to see you in this mother <laughs> nurse's eyes. It's ridiculous. No, place. you need to get up, but you don't want to wake up your partner. Yeah. Man or woman, I don't care. Hey, go for it. This is the 90s. <laughs> Five uh, minutes of this radio show left, Matthew. <laughs> Got any more bonkers inventions for That's us? It's a good idea. It's it means it'll vibrate, you'll get up. No no noise. It's a it's a soundless alarm clock. They've probably already got that, like wristwatch things. Why not have a wristwatch that vibrates? Then you because, then you've got to buy another piece of kit. Everyone's got a mobile phone that has a vibrate function. you lay in bed with a sock on? That's not very sexy. <laughs> it's, well, right. unless it's a sexy stocking. No, you can have it. There's different types. I've done drawings. What about, why don't you just say, put some tights on with no pants so that all your genitals look like burglars and stay awake all night looking at them? That's yeah, an you invention. Could say that. You could, good luck down the right. patent office. I'm go yeah, I'm going. Straight after the show, I'm saying, oh yeah, you might be interested in my invention of burglar nuts. Yeah, you can't, you put you can't some even tights get a visa, on. let alone a patent. I'll right? get that visa. That country, America, they need people like me. Actors, acting away. Pretending to be something that they're not. Now come That's on. That's a good invention. Your your vibro sock is never going to take on. That is a good idea. Well, get Duncan Bannatyne on the phone. We'll talk to Bannatyne yes, about it. Yes, let's pitch it to old Banners. Bannatyne. He says I reckon he gets bothered with inventions all day. Mikey's on the phone, no doubt, That's troubling right. that fella in Tibet for a snog. <laughs> yeah, stick on Finn Lizzie. We'll come back. We'll do something brilliant that's going to blow everyone's minds. Finn Lizzie. <laughs> Brand on Radio 2. This program is nearly finished now, and what a program it's been. We're getting that goldfish, young Mr. Nibs, the 18 year old, our sort of our manservant, our valet, is going to go to Birmingham and get him. We should have called up Mr. Nibs, but I don't know his number or anything. He just turns up. He's a mystery kind of guy, isn't he? He just turns up in that tiny hat. It's strange, isn't he? Yeah, he's a funny lad. He's going to get us that goldfish. We've got a spy now in China to help us infiltrate the Chinese government, get uh, some peaceful solution to this problem in Tibet. Also, what else have we done? Oh, yeah. Brilliant no. invention. We're going to pitch to Banner. We're not doing your vibro sock, right? And also, uh, what's that other thing? Oh yeah, Noel Gallagher and Noel Fielding never answered their phones. They've betrayed us. Noel Gallagher's in Moscow. Noel Fielding's probably slumped lifelessly somewhere having a Mr. Ben-style dream. So, uh, the show's nearly at an end. What should we do? Get Mr. G to sum summarise the show with a brilliant bit of poetry. These, these are now on the blog. These poems are now available on the Bloggy Wog website. Have a little look at those. They're magnificent things. He writes them now because Matt simply can't be bothered. <laughs> That's not True, it's yes, right. it I edit the podcast. What? I edit the podcast. Buy our podcast. I mean, have it for nothing. Number one is, wee, we're getting ice cream van. Right, Mr. G is now going to do a poem out of his brain and mouth. Okay, this is called Make Way for the DJ. If God is a DJ, then let the records play. Let life selection consist of an eclectic mix and crossfade. 
From turntable one, we display Mr. Matt Morgan, head of the Crocodile Club but doesn't trust auctions. And with a caution, we switch to turntable two, where Russell flips the flux capacitator all the way to Button Moon. Backstage fans swoon, goldfish is saved from their tombs. And who the hell shouted get off over my favorite tune? Then hired a room in the hope that his butler would swoon. Groomed a spy in Shanghai, then sent him off to his doom. Matt's vibro sock alarm clock doesn't sound too smooth. What? I guess he's just trying to fit his needle into your groove. How Woo! did you put him first? You trying to wind me up or something? Morgan Brown. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. You know, it's a slippery slope. Let me tell you. That's Mr. G there doing a poem. Download our thing. We're going to get that ice cream van. Mikey, you better sort that ice cream van out, sunshine. Right, are there things we should be worrying about? Um, um, sorry that I pressed a button when G was doing his You poem. should never have pressed that button when it was, what were you trying to do? I'm trying to set up the news intro. Oh, don't and you worry you about what goes on around this side of the desk. You don't know enough about them buttons. I think we'd have more chance with Mr. Spoon and Button Moon. <laughs> it was a more knowledgeable and logical button world when he was in charge of the control panel. Right, sorry about um, some of the things we said were a bit mad during the show, like about porn, swearing, all that. But come on, freedom of speech. We're trading towards a more liberal and brilliant society. Now we're going to have a little bit of newsy poos with that sex-mad android Andrea Simmons. And when you're listening to that android. news... Except, yeah, she's an android. She's a sexy android. I saw a wire poking out of her ear once. I thought, hello, she's a machine planted there by the government. Now, uh, now, except for the serious bits of news, take them seriously. But the rest of the time, won't you imagine that me and Matt are under Andrea's desk. <laughs> and we are making some freaky moves up and down Andrea Simmons. Fires throughout the news from 8891 FM. It's Radio 2 from the BBC. Andrew! Here is the news now at 11 o'clock.